the shed. Another great night, another great night. I'm always looking forward to being in the shed. Love practice. Love being able to do it with great people. Um, having some fun musically as always. And, oh yeah, yeah. So, with that, oh, you smoke out there, that makes sense. Talk on the way. What's up, everybody? Tyrone, hey, Eunice, thanks for hanging out. I'm here with my buddy, my good friend, Matthew George. Always have a good time musically. And uh, if you all watched the video that I just put up uh, recently, <clears throat> the uh, Aaron Hill TV Moments video, check that out if you get a chance. Uh, in that video, you'll see Matthew. And we were hanging out at the Simply Love concert. What's up, Tyrone? So, y'all, we're going to get into this shed. And tonight, I figured we want to shed a bit on Misty. Just kind of have some fun with a classic tune, taking it through a couple keys. <clears throat> so, what we're going to do first is shed on some 251s. So, yeah. Uh, in the future, I will definitely have the digital... Uh, piano thing happening. My laptop isn't working right now, so I couldn't get it all rigged up, but we are working on that. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, hey. Unit says, hello, Matthew. Hello. <laughs> two, two, one, two, three, four.
lost my key. <laughs> sharp. Okay. So thanks, John. <clears throat> Appreciate you, buddy.
just warmed up with the two five ones. I love two five ones. It's just like a <clears throat> to me it's a musical playground and I love going through the different chord colors. I feel like I really feel like if a person practiced nothing else but two five ones, like major two five ones, minor two five ones and blues, to me those three if you just practice that, like when when it came to like jazz especially, I feel like it could keep you on your toes for everything else. You know, it really feels like a strong foundation. What do you think? I think I should do it more. <laughs> yeah. Negligent. Yeah, I feel you on that. So that's why I'm trying to make it a priority now. Because at some point I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm going to base, like, my whole musical life, like, the foundation of it, the structure, on um, on two five ones major and minor <coughs> and blues. Because with, with the major two five ones, you know, you're going minor, dominant, and then major. So you cover those possibilities in all keys. And then the minor, you're going half diminished, altered, and minor. So you really cover all qualities. You cover major, minor, augmented. And I look at diminished as like, you know, the five chord when you take the five chord and you make it a flat nine. So it's really like you cover all the possibilities. So I think you cover like, you cover all the qualities and then in various combinations when you go through all the keys. And then with the blues, to me, the blues is like, it's like it teaches you how to, like, how to sing through the music and, like, from a different emotional place. You know what I mean? It feels like it adds the emotional part to, like, all the other chord changes. I just really feel like those those three major, major two five ones, minor two five ones, and the blues. So what I like to do is, on, like, a every couple week basis, as I'm taking a song like we're doing today, Misty, and going through different keys, I like to um, I like to cycle through. Say I'll take two weeks and just shed on like minor two five one, then another two weeks major two five one, then another two weeks blues, and then come back again. And each time through the cycle, I'll put like a new pattern, a phrase, or a new kind of chord voicing into the cycle. And I've gotten a lot of benefits that kind of stuff over the years. So. You'll put a new, can you say the last bit again? You'll put a new what? I'll put like a new uh, phrase. So I'll put like, like for instance, I was working on. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. All right, so. I'll just take that. You know, and um, so taking a phrase and then also taking. That's a 251 pattern, right? Yeah, we're running a 251 pattern. And then, so taking a phrase and working on that phrase little by little through all 12 keys in that two weeks. And then also taking like a new chord idea. So say for instance, I was going, uh, say I was going like, it's like a, I'll take it from me, I'll take it from the uh, C minor. So say I was going, So two weeks, you take one just, and it could be one small new idea. Like it could just be the difference between <clears throat> playing, say, the five chord as, say, this uh, dominant seven, as sharp eleven, flatten, sharp nine, sharp eleven. So just taking that chord voicing through all twelve keys, you know. So I might not even, I might not even have like a whole distinct new like um, set of chords. It might just be, okay, I normally play this, so I'll just play that again. But then the five chord is the new chord I'm shedding on. And I'll just go to each key and do that. So I feel like over a two week process, inserting one new harmonic idea and one new, you know, phrase or, or pattern or lick. And then you're taking that through all 12 keys and then you go to major and do the same thing. And then you go to blues and do something like that too and just come back around. I just feel like like the foundation of all popular music, you know, you get Rosetta Anderson says, you are a musical genius. Thank you so much. And it was so good hanging with you today. I think she was talking about me. Yeah, she definitely was. <laughs> Compliment interceptor in the house. Um, 
Uriah Moore, my sister Kara, thanks for hanging out, Andrea. Okay, so we're going to jump into Misty. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to take Misty through a couple keys. We're going to start off in the original key, which is uh, E flat major. And then we're going to go, we're going to go from there and go to some, uh, go up two half steps. So I've never shared on Misty and, and other keys other than the regular. So I always look forward to this because again, like a song like this to me is a musical playground of 251. So getting the chance to play it in other keys is like, I feel like I feel the growth in the moment. <laughs> it's like building muscle in the gym and I feel like I feel the growth in the moment. But so let's try let's try a groove, maybe like a... Um,
says sounds great Matthew thanks a lot John Stephen Brown says secondary harmonies are way too cool try stretching it with secondary dominance and see what you come come up with it I'd be very curious to hear how you approach it I love it man you know it's funny Stephen I actually do that a lot man I was thinking about it today because there's a lot of times when I'm playing and I was, you know, it's crazy. The wildest thing made me think about it today, bro. And you'll, you'll find this real trippy. Oh, yeah. So studying the psychology thing, they were talking about the power of language or the uniqueness of language. They were talking about um, an aspect of language. I don't know if it had to do with the syntax, but it was an aspect of language where they were saying what makes it unique is that you can keep going back in thought to infinity. So you could say like, 
Bob likes Jane, and then you could say Sam likes the fact that Bob likes Jane. <laughs> and you just, what, what use is that though? Well, they were basically saying that's what makes our the 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 complexity of language. Like that's that's actually the most uniqueness, the most unique aspect of the complexity of our. Well, language. what's the what's the overall point of that though? Because I don't quite understand. Uh, well, the reason why I was speaking about it here is because the way I think about music a lot of times is in that way when it comes to secondary dominance. Like if I'm playing a tune, and say the chord progression is um, it's like something like. Uh, I always think of the dominant to lead to that that three chord. So you know, of course, the first is one, and then seven, three, six. Well, D G C, right? Right. So you're in E flat, right? Yeah, I mean E flat. D G C. Yeah, D G C. So then you can go back from there and go A D G C. You can just keep going back. That's a tritone. Well, that one would be just that one be E flat to A, right? Oh yeah, from there it's tritone, yeah. yeah. But you would just keep thinking, you know, your goal was C, so you can go to G before getting to C, and you can go D before getting to G before getting to C. You can go to A, and you can just keep going back to infinity. So that. that now, what about the... what about like um, half step walk downs, like G D then D, or I mean D G then D flat, G flat then C. You said G, you said like, G like this. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that, or maybe I was thinking of, I don't know what I was thinking of. Yeah. Maybe a whole step down, like, that's yeah. normal, right? That would be, that would be kind of normal, but it definitely still works though. Um, cool, so Stephen Brown, cool in the fan. A lot of times it's good to stretch an individual ideal chord and stretch it out. The possibilities are endless. My brother from another mother, Tyrone Giddens, hit me up and told me to check you out. I'm glad he did. Very nice concept, Doc. Digging the vibe. Blessings. Thanks a lot, man. That really means a lot. Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to keep on rolling. And again, this is what makes it fun to me because we just worked all of that out in E flat. <clears throat> and then we're going to take the same thing and take it up a half step. So... You're familiar with Effortless Mastery, right? Yeah, you put me onto it and I read it. Effortless Mastery, if you all don't know, that's a book by Kenny Warner. He's a musical genius too to me. Um, but his, to me, is like the value of understanding how to get out of our own heads and how to just really be the best that you can be, like on another Zen-like level. Yeah, I'd also recommend a book called The Three Pillars of Zen, which isn't related to music, but it yeah. but it comes back to this, what you're talking about. Ah, The Three Pillars of Zen. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And um, the reason why I'm bringing it up here is because one of the things I was listening to a video um, this week of him uh, of a workshop he did in like 2016. And one of the things he was talking about was the value of and this is in his book really heavily, the value of just taking a little bit of information and OK, boom, I got it. The value of taking a little bit of information and mastering that versus yeah. trying to master a whole lot of things. Yeah. And that's what really put me into the mindset of uh, these two five ones and mastering something small. So this is The Three Pillars of Zen, the book that Matthew was just talking about. And I'm definitely going to check this out myself. The Three Pillars of Zen by Philip Kaplow. How do you say that? Kaplow? K-A-P-L-E-A-U. Yeah, I think you got it right. I think you uh, nailed it. Kaplow. All right, so we're going to jump back on in. Thanks, Ralph, for watching. Ralph, you gotta come through, man, for one of the for one of the sheds, bro. Hang with us and shed. Alright, so here we go. Um Misty and E. So we can probably we can go back to the same uh
thumbs up. Thanks a lot, Greg. You got to earn those. You got to earn those, though. <laughs> Both Gregs are in the house. Greg with two Gs and Greg with one G. Greg Stamper and Greg Johnson. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. Mr. Louise Dono, it was so good to be at OGOT today. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. What's the name of the first book on the Harmony that you mentioned? Um, oh, well, the first book we mentioned was um, Effortless Mastery uh, by Kenny Warner. And then the second book we just showed you. The Three Principles of Zen? Pillars. Pillars, The Three Pillars of Zen. Stephen Brown also says, Exactamundo, Bach, and... I'm sorry, Bach and a lot of those classical cats always tried to impress impress each other by how clever they could move between keys and resolve everything, kind of like the way a plane takes off, has an interesting ride, and then resolves it. I love your thought process, Stephen. Thanks a lot, man, and thanks a lot for hanging out with us. So, again, we, the, the, the fun continues. Now we jump into uh, F. We're going to jump into F major and bring this thing out. So, uh, let's maybe go for like a... Um,
Smart TV using Miralink, but couldn't get it to work. Ah, I got you. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep on trying. Thank you all so much for hanging out. So yeah, this was fun, man. This was fun. I so I have a deep appreciation for like simple <clears throat> for simple standards. Like I love basic standards like Misty and um, Autumn Leaves. Like I never get tired of them. You know, it's like a playground to me. Choices, especially when it has a bunch of a bunch of two five ones and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think that was pretty fun. Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll come back again, and in the next shared, we'll either roll with these three or jump into another three keys and just have some fun. So one of these days, we'll share a Stevie tune. One of these days, we will definitely share a Stevie tune. What what uh, tune comes around for you? These three words. Oh my gosh. And I used to know that. I used to know. Uh, I forgot it. I, I used to actually know this too. But anyway, I will know it again one day. As per Matthew George. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for hanging out. Um, in the next session, I'm going to try to get it rigged up where I can get all of the piano, uh, digital stuff happening so look out for that i will talk to you all soon take care peace y'all peace y'all be well